This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris. There's a little quote here I wanted to share from my book, Be the Lion. And no, this isn't a book plug. If you want to check it out, people that have read it uh, have enjoyed it. But it's only about two or three, I think. The book hasn't sold very well. I haven't really promoted it. I could go into a whole story about that, but it's not why I brought it up. Here's the quote. It says, you have to get in your, into your mind that the next step may be the only step that matters. You have to get into your mind that the next step may be the only step that matters. What do I mean by that? Why did I write it in the book? Why am I bringing it up now? Well, in the book, I was bringing it up in the context of achieving a goal. And what will happen is, you know, if you think about anything that you want to do, it doesn't even really have to be, you know, some, you know, global project for God's sake. Let's just say you want to build a doghouse <laughs> by way of example. You think about where you're going to put it, what height you're going to set it at, what kind of doghouse, is it going to fit the dog, is the dog going to stay out there all the time or part-time, is it going to eat in it? All of a sudden it gets complicated. And what happens when that happens? Things tend to get derailed. And so if you say to yourself, well, listen, the next step is deciding where we're going to put it. You don't need to decide if the dog's going to eat in there or we need it heated or a second floor or any of that right now. Where do we want to place it first? Now, of course, you get into those rare cases where you say, well, it depends because if the dog's going to be in it all the time, I want it over here and if not, I want it. Okay, well, there's our answer, either here or there. We've narrowed it down. But that next step, and that's why I, I bring it up generally because it can really help you bring clarity to something that otherwise seems complicated. You know, most things really aren't that complicated. They seem complicated. Like I'll give you an example. You know, if it's you building a doghouse with your spouse, you're probably chuckling, oh, yeah, we could be at that a while. But of course, if you're telling somebody else how to build a dog, you're like, hey, listen, get a couple of two-by-fours, some plywood. What do you want to put on the roof? You want to wrap it in like a, a, a plastic, uh, you know, lumber material? You want to put shingles on it? And that's about it. Done, right? Get it wrapped up and go. And so if you're giving advice to somebody else, right, it seems so simple. Somebody else struggling with a problem, ah, that's not a big deal. Of course it's not because you're not dealing with the stress of, of either getting that accomplished or dealing with that issue or whatever the case might be. The reason I bring it up now is because right around the corner is New Year's. And one of the things that I like to talk about around New Year's, I'd like to talk about it more, but we don't for a variety of reasons not to get into right now. But I like to talk about goal setting because what do a lot of people do on New Year's? They set resolutions. Now, I don't think that's a big part of the crowd that listens to this podcast. Probably not you, if I had to guess. I don't see you making resolutions the way maybe the average person does. Maybe you do, but I don't think so. I would be willing to guess that most of the people listening are probably goal setters or have been at some point in their life for the most part. You're probably setting some kind of goals, I would imagine. But either way, all of it's got to start with the first step, right? It's as simple to say it. 
you got to get going. You know, what's the most common New Year's resolution? I got to lose weight. I'll be at it with you. I'm right there. I Every year I go through this just to, you know, hone in my perfect ability to get fat and then unfat. I just got it down to a science. I'm bulking up a little bit. I am. Boy, oh, boy. And the hoagie I had for lunch today, that wasn't a good idea. Pancakes for breakfast the other morning. I don't normally eat like this. It definitely affects me. I'm trying to, like, squeeze in a green vegetable here and there, but it's getting harder and harder as the holiday <laughs> approaches. And I think I'm going to have to break down and get a little a little nip or two for the holiday. We'll see. I've been staying away from it pretty well for the most part here. But, you know, Christmas, bonfire, it's, uh, you know, medicinal purposes kind of thing. That's only going to add to the pain for January. And I'm going to look in the mirror like you're going to look in the mirror and say, oh, God, what happened here? Well, then we got to take action. What's the action? Oh, I got to join the gym. I got to get new sneakers. I got to wait. Da, 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 da. Listen, what can you do tomorrow? How about a bag of carrots? You start right there. Huh? That's not even the best choice. How about a bag of broccoli? Just start there. Monday, January. Let's see. When is January? What's the first... What's the first day back to business? January 2nd. Good. Perfect. You'll have your New Year's Eve. If you go celebrate, whatever you do, you can burn that out of your system. You have Monday to recover. And Tuesday, January 2nd, we're back in business. You with me? Let's start with a bag of broccoli. The only step that matters is the next step. Just remember that. Not that the other steps don't matter at all, but tomorrow when you wake up, you got to know what to do tomorrow. Not 30 days from now. And you got to make sure that's clear in your head if you really want to accomplish anything, whether it's a doghouse or losing some of that holiday cheer that you strapped around your waist like I did. Anyway, what are you going to do? What else do we have to talk about today? Well, uh, I have a lot to talk about. Uh, I have a long list on top of a lot to talk about today. Uh, there's just a lot going on, and and some of it is really monu- uh, monumental, really, um, in terms of the magnitude of it. Uh, but that's not really what I want to get into. I really just want to talk about a handful of stories here. And then hopefully we'll get done a little early, for my sake, because I'm on kind of a holiday schedule right now. Maybe you've heard me say it. I'd like to keep the frequency up, and I'll sacrifice a little duration in the meantime. I also haven't been posting the show notes, which uh, we're going to bring back on some level after the new year. I'm thinking about revamping it. Anyway, the three things I want to talk to you about. I want to talk to you about drag queens and the story that came out on Breitbart about this drag queen that was in the White House. Uh, You know, when I was growing up, we called them trannies. I think I said it on the podcast the other day. Nobody said anything to me. I'm like, oh, boy. My wife hears me talking like that. Hey, what do you uh, what do you call that? A transphobe? Is that what you call that? Is there a different word for that? I, th- I think there is. I'm, I'm not thinking of it right now. Anyway, I, this is this crazy story about the drag queen in the White House. And um, I can I want to ask you a few questions about that whole thing. We'll get into that. This is a huge, huge story about this uh, bankman, Sam Bankman with this failed cryptocurrency. You know what I'm talking about? The story I'm talking about? Well, he was arrested, and he's been charged violating campaign finance laws. 
This is a big, big deal on a lot of fronts. And a lot of people are saying this guy's going to end up dead because him revealing what's going on here is a big, big problem. Probably why they arrested him, because they're thinking if this guy starts squawking along with what's going on on Twitter, there's a, there's a bit of a revolution going on right now, and this is a little piece of it. I'm going to fill you in on those details. I'm gonna, you won't get it from, from Breitbart or from uh, uh, Tucker Carlson. Wait till you hear what I want to tell you. You won't get it from them, I guarantee you that. And you know why? I'll tell you why. Because they have never volunteered to be a, a campaign treasurer the way I have. They just don't have that firsthand knowledge the way I do. And there's still a value in that. You'll tell me what you think. And then the last story I want to talk about, this is huge, huge news about the vaccine, by the way. And I'm going to tell you, uh, you may think differently about the vaccines after I share this story with you. Big uh, study out of Canada. We didn't pay for it this time. You know, usually the United States is on the cutting edge of federally funded studies. But this time Canada takes the lead. And I'll get into that information for you. So there was this drag queen in the White House who was invited to uh, be there for the signing of the Respect for Marriage Act, which is basically going to force people to, um, I'm probably not saying this correct, it's basically going to, here's what it's going to do specifically. It's going to mean that if there's a same-sex marriage in one state, that the other states have to um uh, 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 acknowledge it. That, that a marriage made in one state has to be acknowledged in another state. Further erosion of states' rights, I guess you could say. Um, and now you have this this guy, this tranny, I would call it. They say drag queens now. Uh, I don't know what the drag means, it comes from, and I don't think it's a queen. So I'm going to go with tranny as I've always gone with, right? This information comes out about this dude, right, that is really pretty condemning in terms of his interaction with children. I can't even read it to you. Kids are out to sing, and um, you have to read it. I'm not putting the show notes up. You can't read it. And engage in this act. It would be a, a, a on a male. How's that? You can figure it out. As Breitbart News reported on Monday, drag queen activist Marty Cummings celebrated being invited to the White House on Twitter and Instagram. And what happened was, there's a bunch of people that uh, pulled up these um, old posts. And, you know, first of all, a big part of, and this says here, this is a non-binary drag queen uh, for today's Respective Marriage Act, an anti-police activist believes kids are out to sing, and, you know, um, I went over that. And uh, then there's these photographs, uh, one involving a child standing in front of these drag queens. Some people, I guess, would have no problem with that. Let me ask you something. Let's just suppose I got in a Speedo. And, and I don't even want to do this because, I, I, you know, it's one of those things I don't want to use myself as an example. I can't be attached to the story. What would you? This is four guys dressed as women standing in front of this little boy who's wearing this pro-gay shirt. 
He's uh, does have his age here. I'm guessing about six or seven. And it's on Twitter, and it says uh, he wants us to he wants to uh, perform with us next year. He wants us to perform with us next year. Interesting way of writing that. Some joy for your day. Logan was one of the kids who came out to celebrate Pride at Queens Botanical Garden. He was so excited and said he wants to perform with us next year. What would you think of of four guys in Speedos standing in front of a little boy? You know, would, would that be acceptable? How is it acceptable that you're, you're putting this... Um, you know, I, I want to back up a second because, you know, I don't think we need to be afraid of the clothes that people wear, right? I mean, wear what you want. You know, if you're an adult or a child, I guess, largely, you know, I guess you have to get into rules for schools and things like that and places of work. Where does this all go? It's really crazy disruptive, something you'd never think that we'd be dealing with, right? That what well, we got to dictate what people wear, I don't I don't really want to get into that. Like, I have other things to do in my life than, than to give you uh, dress advice. I don't even really dress myself that well, you know, <laughs> let alone me to begin dictating to other people. You know, a guy wears a kilt, he wears a dress. A guy wears a kilt, nobody says anything, he wears a dress, and everybody goes nuts, right? What's the difference? I really don't care. You know, what's the difference? What is it that um, you know, men wear in different cultures? Dresses, the Taliban, right? We joke. We call them dresses. I'm sure, there, I'm sure there's a, some kind of warped disease that that is, uh, too, that somebody would make fun of that. Explain to me why it's acceptable that you don't see men in Speedos dancing in front of kids, but somehow it's acceptable for men to dress up as women and do it. Um, there's more to this. Uh, pretty graphic. Uh, I don't understand the point of pushing kids in front of what, it's a, the acceptance, gullibility, like f- forcing them in the in the mouth of the lion. I I've never spoken to anybody in law enforcement. If anybody's listening in law enforcement, you want to chime in. Every person I've ever asked in law enforcement says that the the so-called drag queens are groomers. That's exactly what it is. It's a known fact. How is it okay? Why are we bowing down to this exactly? Here was the other story, a question I have in all this, though. How is this respecting marriage? It's not respecting marriage. And it's more of an attack on our faith. You know, one of the things that I didn't agree with, and I, I don't look, I don't have the quote, chapter, and verse. Don't get into a big theological debate with me, but I think the, I think the Bible refers to marriage between a man and a woman. And there are those of us that believe as part of our faith that may not be yours, and I'm not asking it to be, that this is sacred, this relationship between a man and a woman, and it shouldn't be defiled. And I've said over and over again, like, I'm not going to get involved in what people do in the privacy of their own homes, two consenting adults. It's really none of my business. Uh, and you start to get into some crazy areas. You know, what about two men kissing in public? Well, you know, <laughs> adults are allowed to do that kind of thing. I mean, what, are you going to legislate that? You're going to yell at people? You're going to tell them they shouldn't do it? I don't think so. 
Not even with kids around. I mean, I would prefer people not do it. And then you say, well, is it different if a man and a woman kiss? You know, my daughter's seven. I don't think I would take her into an environment that was romantic in that way. But it's not to say we couldn't be in a restaurant or anywhere and somebody kiss somebody, right? Um, I just don't, you know, find it particularly threatening. And I don't think we can really legislate those things. But I also don't understand how having a tranny in the White House for something called the Respect for Marriage Act makes any sense. It's really in the face of certain Christians who believe that marriage is sacred. And that's what this is all about, largely. Getting a rise, ticket, oh, oh, it bothers you. You know, it doesn't bother me at all. You know, Biden seems to be comfortable with trannies in the White House, which I find interesting. You know, you've never found uh, that I'm aware of any um, sexual harassment claims against Biden from from adult women. Has anybody noticed that? There's never been any any rumors or 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 conspiracy theories or anything about Biden ever having an affair with a female woman. I guess with the exception of potentially the Jill, Doctor Biden. And, and what was going on there, I don't know. I've, I've never looked into it. I've heard different rumors. But there's no lawsuits I'm aware of. I've heard anything. But there's plenty of accusations about Biden with children. And then this? And you say, oh, conspiracy theory. I'm just saying, what does the evidence suggest? Is it, the evidence suggests the same as it does with this, this story with Hunter Biden and why Hunter is acting the way that he is. Hunter Biden is displaying every uh, a sign of an uh, of somebody who was abused growing up. You tell me what you see. Yeah, it's okay to have a drag queen. Biden can have whoever he wants in the White House. None of my business. And I'm not going to get too riled up about it. But you better hide your kids. That's all I'm telling you. You want to have your kids around that. And I'm going to tell you something else. The people that, that are engaging in these things, and put, they're not going to stop. And they're and they're they're not going to stop in terms of, of of flying it in people's faces, and sooner or later it won't be me. It's not it's not the old white guy that you really need to worry about. It's going to be the young Muslim, the young gang member. Nobody puts up with this stuff. They're going to have a child. Somebody's going to try this crap, and you're going to watch and see what happens. You're going to soften it up in the in the. In the, in the rich white neighborhoods. You don't see drag shows down in town Chicago, do you? No. You just see them out in the suburbs. Because down there, what would they do? How would they react to it? I could go on and on. I'm not going to get riled up. Listen to this. This is a huge, huge story. Uh, and I've been talking about some. Let me get into it. Breitbart says that Sam Bankman freed, fried, I don't know how you say it, why does he have two last names, by the way? What's going on with that? Has anybody checked into that? Or trust anybody with, with more than one name, first or last. This guy with the beady little eyes again. Something seems off, right? He's gonna be like um he's gonna be like they did with with, with uh uh what the heck's his name? Uh, uh Fetterman. He got a, a style award or something. The the guy with the hoodie. Ran for Senate in Pennsylvania. That'll be this bankman next with the goofy hair and wearing the T-shirts and sneakers around. And I don't know, what is it? Like they think, oh, they're, like they're cool with the kids or something like that? I don't get it. What's his name, too, does that? Uh, Elon Musk to a degree. Not as much. 
Yeah, give him the fashion award. Give this guy the hair award. Anyway, it looks uh, very strange, very odd to me. I wouldn't trust him around my kids, just being up front with you. So prosecutors have charged Sam Bankman-Fried, the founder and former CEO of the cryptocurrency exchange FTX, with violating campaign finance laws. Now, uh, this is huge, huge, huge. And then they picked him up down in uh, Bermuda, and they're going to extradite him for this. They're saying, get a load of this, that Sam Bankman-Fried and his executives donated $70 million to political campaigns in the last 18 months, with this guy personally donating $40 million to left-wing initiatives and more than 200000 to Republicans. Um, and the allegation is uh, that he knew that he was willingly donating um, in fake names and such uh, to go over the $25,000 per year threshold so that he could give more money. He was the second largest donor to Democrats in the 22 election, just behind George Soros. Big, big story. So the Democrats benefited from the mail-in voting in a couple of corrupt states. The Democrats benefited from basically complete control of social media and cable news which we now know that they openly censored anybody who disagreed with them. And now we know that their campaigns were funded with illegal money. Now, there's a couple interesting things about this case before I get into the big, big point that nobody else is going to tell you in this. Uh, if he's guilty of this, which they're charging him and looking to extradite him, so... They already know the answer to this. Why is he getting caught? I mean, because the, this thing went bankrupt. Now, I have to ask, so he gave money to Democrats. Presumably, he was uh, attracting Democrat money, but maybe not. Maybe conservative investors are the ones that are pushing this issue. But why would they? If he was giving all this money to Democrats and Democrats won, why wouldn't they protect him? Why would they want him arrested like this? Well, uh, this is the the White House would tell you. Well, this is because the uh, Department of Justice operates separate of the president, and we don't meddle in those affairs. In other words, they meddle in those affairs all the time. Of course, it's all politicized. What are we supposed to believe today? It's this. Tomorrow, it's that. Whatever they tell you, believe the opposite. That's all I'm going to tell you. Plain, plain and simple. So, why would Democrats do that, though? Why would they bite the hand that was feeding them like that? Well, it could be that somebody's uh, very disgruntled, maybe somebody that lost a lot of money in this is saying, <laughs> you better get this guy on something. Uh, but the other reason could be that they might say, you know what, we better get this guy brought in. You better make a deal, and part of that deal better be him keeping his filthy little mouth shut. And then we make him disappear under the Witness Protection Program, which I have to ask myself with a lot of these people that supposedly uh, die a suicide and whatnot, you know, how many of them aren't being whisked away under some kind of witness protection program, right? Think about it. Think about all the things that you never see, like a funeral, for example. Ever see that? Did you ever hear about a, a funeral for um, Epstein? Hmm? Nobody loved him to have a funeral? No funeral anywhere? Does anybody? Let me search right now. I'm going to see Epstein funeral. Epstein funeral. Let's see what happens. 
Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, I guess there was one. September 5th, 2019. Laid to rest. He didn't see it publicized. Beside his parents. Final resting place. It's uh, believed Epstein's remains were secretly transported to Florida for being loaded into the back of a minivan and discreetly driven through the cemetery gates. I don't know what that's about. Epstein's brother, Mark, took charge of the body after it was released last week by the New York Medical Examiner. I don't see anything here about any... Oh, there's a photograph of him. Uh, dead. Doesn't look like him to me. That's interesting, though. That That's some uh, visual evidence, at least. Whether it's true or not, who knows. But I don't see any indication of any kind of a big funeral. Whatever. I'm just making the point. I'm getting off point. But making a point, getting off point. Um, you know, it's just, there's never any follow-up on this stuff. So who really knows what to believe? We'll see if this guy disappears. It would be a big doozy. People are watching, you know. Like, Wait a minute. How many times are we going to fall for this? So you really got to wonder what's going on. You know, if, if he ends up dead, you can pretty much rest assured they wanted him really to be quiet and then didn't want to take any chances. Uh, if he ends up getting charged and they run through the process, this could be really fascinating what comes out of this, right? How much information and so forth. I'd be shocked if we're ever privy to that. But then none of that is the big story here. Here's the big story in this. I had been telling you that campaign finance violations were far and wide. I'm going to give you an example. Uh, There's also not just money, but in-kind donations, right? So let's say you're a printer and you print um, letters for me to mail out. You have to give me the value of that printing, and I have to report it as an in-kind donation. And there's rules about all that. Well... You ask any union representative, any shop steward, they will tell you that you can't get a hold of anybody in in the union around election time because they're all working in the elections. Why isn't this being reported as in-kind donations? How is it skirting around that? I could go on and on. What Twitter was doing in censoring Trump is arguably a campaign finance violation. They're doing work for the opposing candidate. What do you call that? I think you can make the legal case. Social media companies, cable news, and public sector unions, in my opinion, all guilty of serious, large dollar amount campaign finance violations. And from there, you have to ask the question, why is nothing done about it? Well, A, it could be that I'm such an idiot that I'm completely wrong about this. I'm no lawyer. I don't think so. It could be. Because Republicans have looked into it and they say, ah, you know, just be too difficult to go after, ba 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 ba. Or it could mean what I've suspected for a while, and that is we don't even have a two party system. The whole thing is just a giant charade. It really is. And that's why I say this uh, cinema or whatever her name is from, from uh, Las v- uh, Nevada or whatever out there. And, uh, and possibly Manchin leaving the Democrat Party to be independence, independence. Maybe they actually level-headed enough to, 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 just like with Twitter, Jack Dorsey just broke. He's like, I can't be culpable of this 
this widespread shenanigans and the damage that it's creating. You know, on some level, people have a conscience, and some of these criminals forget that from time to time, I think. But there are people who still know right from wrong. But you have to ask yourself, why are not these campaign violations being gone after? Why aren't the Republicans doing something about it? There's a huge opportunity here. And this case could lay the groundwork. It really could. Something we need to watch carefully. If they're successful in charging him and and getting him sentenced, that case, I think, could lay the groundwork to go a lot further. That could be a huge political shift. And if we could hold these politicians accountable, let me make this clear to you. If we would hold these politicians accountable to the, the existing campaign finance laws, it would go a long way. To, to, to taking out the corruption that we see. $70 million from this putz. You don't think that had an impact on the election? $70 million. How much of it went to this clown Fetterman? He, they're do, they, Netflix has him coming in to do a movie. Esquire or somebody, or I don't know, it was an Esquire. Somebody's having, like, giving him a style award or something. I'm like, this This degenerate Neanderthal can't put together three coherent words. I got people around the country calling me, asking me, how does an idiot, a clown like this, get elected? What's going on in Pennsylvania? And they're, like, making them into a movie star and giving them style awards? I'm going to say there's a little bit of a disconnect there. What would you say? Yeah, because it's all fake. It's all fake. And the problem was that because, and I don't know if Bankman was involved, but this kind of money, how much of it went to Fetterman? And he's able to write that check to the media, and they're like, hey, another million dollars in campaign money? Keep the doors open a little longer? He's our guy. Give him a style award. Hell. This is how it works. I was on the cover of uh, of a trade magazine many years ago at a young age of my life. This is funny. And uh, I was uh, in that field. I was uh, listed as the the top professional of the year. And um, (laughs) you know how I got that? It was because of the amount of money I spent on advertising with them. It didn't have anything to do with my credentials or my ability. Do you know people pay to get on the New York Times bestseller list? I don't know, back when I was learning about this, uh, it's a cost of back then it was about a hundred thousand dollars. What does it cost today? I don't know. We'll see. This Sam Bankman case could really create a shift in American politics. It really could. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with the case and we'll see if anything comes of it. Let me share with you this before I let you go. Coming out of Canada about the COVID vaccine. And what it says here is that people who skipped their COVID vaccine, meaning people who did not get COVID vaccinated, are at higher risk of traffic accidents. Imagine that. Not getting, you know, vaccinated could cause you to, to get in a car accident. I wonder if they get, like, insurance premiums are going to be higher. Uh, this is a Canadian researcher examined government-held records of more than 11 million adults 16% did not get vaccinated. They found that unvaccinated people were 72% more likely to be involved in a severe traffic crash in which at least one person was transported to the hospital. The excess risk of the car crash posed by unvaccinated drivers exceeds the safety gains from modern automobile engineering advances and also imposes greater risks 
on other road users. This is what's written in this report. Of course, skipping the COVID vaccine does not mean that someone will get into a car crash. Don't be ridiculous. I can imagine uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme responding to Peter Ducey. No, Peter, of course, skipping the COVID vaccine does not mean that someone will get into a car crash. But rather, this report indicates that people who resist public health recommendations might also from time to time neglect basic road safety guidelines. <laughs> Those dirty bastards probably aren't wearing their seatbelts either. I wonder if they factor that into here. Why would they ignore the rules of the road? Distrust of government? A belief of freedom? Misconception of daily risks? Faith in natural protection? and tip, uh, um, Antipathy towards regulation? Uh, Poverty, misinformation, lack of resources, personal beliefs are all potential reasons proposed by the authors of the report. Findings are significant enough that primary care doctors <laughs> should consider counseling unvaccinated patients on traffic safety. And insurance companies might base changes to insurance policies on vaccination data. First responders may also consider taking precautions to protect themselves from COVID when responding to traffic crashes. Oh, boy. The findings suggest that unvaccinated adults need to be careful indoors with other people and outside with surrounding traffic, the authors concluded. Amazing. It wasn't the first time researchers have examined the link between behavior and vaccination status. Of course not. They didn't study the effectiveness of the vaccine compared to, say, using natural, uh, uh, you know, antidotes or something like that. Correlation between self-reported risky driving of people who skipped their (laughs) flu vaccine. Listen, you got to go get a shot. You're a danger to the people around you. Listen, the only good thing is Canada foot the bill for that nonsense. Can you believe it? I don't know. What do you say to this? They're going to go get a vaccine. Otherwise, your car insurance premiums are going to go up. They're going to take away your driver's license. They should. You know you're breaking other laws, too. The data suggests it. They know it all. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there. In the meantime, make it a great day. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.